Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Blessings, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, the senior pastor in northern Colorado here. And I am with you for the next hour to take your calls, your questions, your prayer requests. So you just heard that number, how you can contact me, get a hold of me. Call me, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And, of course, Calvary Live is the program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or what's our worldview to the things going on in the world, which is a lot. Uh, The world is changing quickly. Um, It's changing drastically. And we need to have a proper uh, worldview perspective from the Scriptures, from God's perspective from eternity's values and views. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is that calling number. Got all open lines right now. Call early because sometimes as the show continues on, the, the lines fill up. So I pray you're doing well on this Monday, the 23rd of October. We've entered into the last week of October, and then we'll be headed towards November, December, of course, the holidays and all of that. But a beautiful day here in Colorado. The trees are changing. Fall has been beautiful here. I uh, was up in Wyoming uh, this uh, few days last week getting away. It was just absolutely clear and gorgeous. So I do want to welcome you who are listening live today on Grace FM. That includes uh, 89.7 you in southern Wyoming, clear up towards Chugwater, Wyoming. So I uh, was able to to listen to Grace FM on the road, and what a beautiful time it was to be up there. So you guys give me a call. Welcome Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, uh, two stations, 101.7 in Southern Colorado, Pueblo, Fountain, and Colorado Springs. Love to hear from you guys always. Got a lot of good friends down there, memories down there. That's where I began my ministry down in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Love to hear you guys. Uh, so give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. All open lines right now. The hour goes by quickly. Here to take your questions and your prayer requests. Also want to welcome all those who are listening live. Radio by Grace. Many stations across the nation. You two are listening live, so give me a call. And then those of you online, perhaps listening to the Grace FM app or on the um, maybe on the website of Grace FM Colorado, give me a call. So glad that you can join us. I would encourage you to download that app on your small smartphones or your tablets. Then you get to listen not only to Calvary Live, but you can listen to great Bible teaching all day long, uh, 24-7. It's a tremendous blessing. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then I want to welcome those of you who are listening on Hope FM on the East Coast. Uh, So grateful for you guys. You've been a part of our Calvary Life family. Uh, Bill Lukerman uh, uh, there um, overseeing Hope FM, a good friend. 
um, have enjoyed talking with him recently uh, in Philadelphia, Baltimore, New Jersey area, many, many people. And then also uh, Truth FM, uh, Tennessee and North Carolina, uh, North Carolina, and then Higher Rock Radio in Meridian, Idaho, and Living Water Radio in Corpus Christi, Texas. If you're listening anywhere online across uh, the four corners of the country, give me a call. That works at 303-690-3000. Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, and Living Water Radio, your week delayed. just simply means you call me, and then you can listen to it a week later. But we got a couple open lines. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a second here. Uh, but I encourage you, give me a call. There's a lot going on. This program is for you. This is your program where you get to call and ask a question. Or if you need prayer or you want to pray for somebody, it's, it's just wonderful for us to be able this hour to come together uh, to search the Scriptures, to be able to talk about the things of the Lord, and to also be able to to pray for you And as we join together in prayer. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And we've had testimonies of of answered prayers um, as people have called back and said the Lord worked or moved in in this area, and so um, so blessed to be a small part of your life. Uh, got open lines three zero three six nine zero three thousand is that call in number. But there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. It's a different number seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven is for texting only. Be careful as you're texting. Also to remind you that that text line, 720-336-0897, is the 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime. And the prayer team uh, at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, will take those prayer requests, and you'll have people praying for you. And I think it's a wonderful resource. Open lines, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Let's talk about the things of the Lord and the things that are important to you. In the meantime, we're going to go to Gratian, Kentucky. Chris? Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing, sir? Good. How are you today? Okay, okay. I bet it's beautiful there in Kentucky right now. Yeah, uh, we got. I think we're about mid-60s right now. It's been a nice yeah. day. How's the, how's the trees changing? You At the height, it's beautiful here. Uh, we're uh, They're starting to turn a little bit. Uh, we still right. got quite a bit of green, but yeah, they're starting to turn and starting to get really pretty here shortly. Well, good. So I can jump in my car and drive out there and see it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. What do you got for me today? Okay. Um, so um, I'm originally from Baltimore, so that's I live really uh, regularly listen on Hope FM, but um, come out here. I got a grandfather out here. Um, I made a promise a number of years ago that I wouldn't allow him to go uh, into a nursing home. Um, but, um, I just want to, you know, ask you a question regarding that because I'm, I'm trying to keep my obligations, but at the same time, uh, we don't really see eye to eye and, um, he's, he's acting like he doesn't want my help. And I had to kind of prod him a little bit and asked him and he pretty much said he didn't want my help. So right. I, I want to keep my obligations because I made that promise before God, but at the same time, I don't want to force anything on anybody. Yeah, and it's hard because, you know, I, I dealt with, um, we just got through, my mom just passed away. Uh, she had Alzheimer's. And so dealing with that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, 
when we began to help her in that process, when she started showing signs of Alzheimer's and we knew that she needed help and we wanted to get, get that help for her, she would dig in her heels and she really resisted it. So it's something that's not unusual that you're facing that um, somebody who's elderly, you want to help. Uh, you made an obligation, you made a promise that you would do that, but you can't force it upon them. You can continually try to help out in little ways, continue to stay in touch with him. Um, but I think that, you know, Jesus, when he talks about um, giving promises and oaths and all that, he said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, and right now you're saying, yes, I'm available to be able to help, but sometimes they don't want it or they resist it. And you can, they'll only allow you so much into their lives. And, and it's hard because, you know, they need help. You know, they, you want to help. Uh, it's family and family's important. And this is an important thing that is for you to be able to be available to help them, but just keep trying and keep going, moving forward in that. And, um, you know, and, you know, the Lord's, you know, pray that the Lord will open up his heart for you to be able to help and be available. But I think that's the main thing is you're just available. They say your best ability is your availability. And that's what you're doing right now. Just being available, wanting to help. And, um, and sometimes you have to be, you know, you know, your grandfather better than anybody. Um, and you have to be maybe, uh, advocate, you know, be an advocate on his behalf a little bit more talk to him. Um, just, because this is a process for him as well. Yeah, I uh, we're both very, very stubborn, and we we get into some pretty, pretty bad fights every once in a while. I'm not going to lie to you. So yeah, yeah just uh, if we can pray about that, so Absolutely. we don't say we don't really say anything to hurt anybody because um, you know he's had he's had situations where he pushes people out of his life, and I don't want that to really happen. So yeah, well, I think that's a good thing. So Father, I pray for Chris for. Lord, um, he's desiring to minister to, you know, his grandfather, to minister, to help him. And he knows it's important. He's available to do that. So I pray that um, there would be um, a coming together, that you would soften his heart uh, to where he understands that in our elderly age, that we, we need to allow family to come in and help. And the stubbornness and the pride and all of that can be there. But, Lord, I pray that you begin to open his eyes uh, to see the help that's needed. And I pray for Chris that you give him wisdom in ministering to him. And there be a coming together where, um, Lord, that there can be help and there can be understanding and there can be clarity um, of how that's going to work. So I just pray that you would do this work to where it doesn't bring hurt or division or fighting, or any of those things, but it'd be a restoring. They would see you working and restoring relationships and restoring family, restoring help. And um, I just pray you give Chris the right words to speak and that his grandfather would just um, be able to understand that it's not weakness to accept help, but it's a phase of life to where um, it could benefit him uh, in the quality of life. So we just lift this all up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, sir. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And uh, I'll be praying for you and uh, your, your grieving of your mother. Yeah, I appreciate that. We miss her. 
we rejoice that we have a living hope and um, in Christ Jesus, as Peter writes. It's not a dead hope, it's a living hope, but we do miss Amen. her. She, she was 90 years old. She was ready to go home. But I tell you what, it was a long journey, and I really have a heart for like you, Chris, and others that are taking care of elderly parents because it's hard and it's difficult. And um, so many, even in my church, that are going through the same thing, and it, it's just hard. So, you know, I I pray you have support, encouragement. We're here to pray for you when those times do get difficult, just to encourage you in what you're doing. But know this, Chris, God will honor that as you make yourself available to your family member, to your grandfather, and desiring to help him at this season of his life. Well, God bless you. Thank you again, sir. Have a good evening. All right, Chris. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. When somebody hangs up, we got an open line. You know, it can be hard. Those of you who are taking care of elderly parents, maybe grandparents, um, taking care of somebody who just has special needs, God bless you. I know it's not easy. It's very difficult, uh, day after day, challenging. But God sees you. He sees you, and He is going to honor you. And um, we just are here to pray for you and encourage you. I pray that you have support of a good church and other family members, but it is a difficult season, and and, um, we need to remember those who are just um, in that position of taking care of elderly or special needs or whatever the case may be um, to remember that they need support and they need our encouragement in every way and our prayers as well. 303-690-3000, call in number, text line 720 Three three six zero eight nine seven. If you want to text in a prayer request uh, or a um, question, and we have an open line, and we're going to go to Strasburg, Wani. How are you? Hi, dear one. I'm fine. Thank you for your ministry. You're welcome. Um, so I've spoken to Pastor Josh last week about um, a pastor in Strasburg. Dirty Church, Dusty Morris, yeah. um, a great shepherd for his little congregation. And he had a cancerous tumor removed uh, around Labor Day, but they didn't realize it was a cancerous tumor until after many weeks of biopsies. Mm. And he had surgery on Thursday. And the pet, you know, we had tests all last week of different kinds. And the pet scan showed that the cancer had spread into the eye area, and I believe it's in his eye. Um, yeah. It was like an intense surgery because they were, you know, taking little layers of cancerous tissue off and biopsying it, and, you know. And so they actually had to stop because of bleeding, and um, so just continue to pray for the congregation, please, and for Pastor Dusty and his his wife, um, as they um, go through this journey, um, they are yeah. wonderful people of faith. Yeah. Yeah. And you were broken up a little bit, but I think I got pretty much, I remember when you called and when he was going to have surgery and we were praying for him. And I remember it was going to be a difficult surgery. You mentioned that. And I believe that was last month when, when, um, you asked, you know, for prayer, when I talk to you about that, but we're going to pray for Dusty. We're going to pray for the congregation there uh, at Journey Church. And, um, and you know, we're going to pr- just entrust them to the Lord. 
and uh, continue to pray. So I appreciate you calling back and giving us an update, continuing to pray. As Father, um, we just do. We just pray for Dusty um, as he's had very difficult surgery um, and um, to to a point where it had to stop um, and um, and just the difficult um, prognosis and, and everything that comes with it and cancer. And uh, Lord, I just pray that for healing. We just pray for the medical team. Uh, you give them wisdom, and that you would, Lord, if it's your will, to, to use them to bring healing. But, Lord, we also know that you are the great physician. And so, Lord, I pray that you would touch and you bring healing. All the glory goes to you. Show your compassion. And, Lord, be with Dusty as he um, has a congregation, as he is poured into them, a congregation that's concerned for them, a con- congregation that's concerned for uh, for him and his wife that um lord um and and I just pray that you'd bring them comfort that you bring them wisdom and I just pray that you would just um show yourself strong on behalf of Dusty and his wife Dusty particularly physically may your compassion be upon him and lord may you just minister to him to his heart as he seeks you during this time Give him a peace that passes understanding. Give him a joy unspeakable. I think about how Paul, when he was in this situation, he wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be, but yet he would he would speak about rejoicing in you, not in the circumstance, but in you, Lord, and that he would speak about a peace that passes understanding as we don't have to be anxious, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Just just. Cast our cares on you and let our requests be known to you. And I just pray that you minister those truths to him once again. And Lord, that you would um, just work in a in in a way that people see your hand upon them and your hand upon this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you Bless. so much, dear one, and have a blessed week. You too. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. 303 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. So text in a question or a prayer request, and in between calls, we'll go to the text line. But in the meantime, we got an open line, and so grab one of those open lines as we continue with the, the phone calls. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday, beautiful day here in Colorado. Pray you're doing well. Love to hear from you. Got plenty of time in the show for you to grab one of those open lines. Let's go to Anthony in Littleton. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for um, thank you for uh, all you do in the radio thank and you. answer all our questions. God bless mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, have a question, but it's kind of a multiple question. Um, um, hopefully, I don't confuse you. Um, <laughs> um, basically, I want to know about the, the calendar. You know, I for some reason this morning, I was curious about the birth of our Lord Jesus, and um, I started searching in the internet, you know, and it says that uh, we go by, uh, by the Gregorian calendar. Before that, it was the Julian calendar, and then uh, we have the Jewish calendar. So, yeah, I decided to go to you and ask you, you know, because I want to <laughs> I want to hear from a biblical standpoint uh, the differences and when was really uh, 
Jesus born and when he went to heaven, when he was crucified, if uh, you can, if you know about that, yeah. you can tell me. Those yeah, things. yeah, and I don't have a lot of information for you because there's different thoughts on it that he was born. Maybe I've heard from four BC to, you know, um, you know, you go from one BC to one AD as the calendar changes. I think the the um, you know, and I haven't researched it a lot. Probably more what I've researched is Sir Robert Anderson, um, his work that he did um, of um, of the coming prince. I believe that was his book where he talks about um, the prophecy of Daniel chapter nine, the seventy weeks of Daniel, that um, when it'll be uh, forty nine weeks um, from the time of the command to rebuild and restore Jerusalem, which is in Nehemiah chapter two to the coming of Messiah the Prince and the calculations that he made. He was an investigator um, with this um, Scotland Yard. He was a great theologian, and you can read his book, um, and uh, I'll try to pull it up, make sure I got the right title to it. But with the Royal British Observatory, they did the calculations where Jesus made his triumphal entry, the coming of Messiah the Prince, and it came to, as they counted, um, 49 weeks. Um, and they put it in days using the Jewish calendar because it was given to Daniel 360 days, 173,880 days. It came to from the time of March 14, 445 BC, again, according to Nehemiah chapter 2, on the first day of Nisan in the 20th year of Artaxerxes. Rain. That's when Nehemiah said, "Can I go back and rebuild the walls and the streets in Jerusalem?" And the command was given. You count one hundred seventy-three thousand eight hundred eighty days. It comes to April six, thirty-two A.D., and that's when Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It was the first time that he allowed uh, public worship of himself. The religious leaders were telling the disciples uh, that were crying out, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes." in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Uh, they were ascribing to him the title of Messiah. They said, be quiet. And Jesus said, no, that if they should be quiet, the very rocks will cry out. So that's the study that I've done. Um, but as far as the year being born, um, we know that Jesus started Luke's gospel, his public ministry, when he was 30 years old, I believe with what Dr. Luke tells us. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, you can kind of take it from there when he was born. So when he was crucified, he was like 33, 34 years old. Yeah, it was, you know, you take it 30 years. His ministry was about three and a half years is what, uh, scholars believe. And then, um, so he was about 33 years of age when he was crucified, so you, you can look at Sir Robert Anderson's The Coming Prince, um, great, great resource um, uh, that he wrote, uh, and um, that's what it is called, The the, the Coming Prince. And that'll help you th- about the time he was crucified in 32 AD is what uh, the Royal British Observatory comes up with those calculations, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing because uh, uh, we, um, we, I mean, I was under the impression that at zero, you know, when he was born, 
he um he that's when the gregorian calendar started yeah um but uh, i i think I, I think i was wrong yeah and i think you know um anthony that it goes from it there's not a year zero if i'm right it goes from 1 bc then it goes to 1 ad um is what it does and that was part of the calculations in that um but i think that'll kind of help you with all of that uh when um when you're calculating those things but uh, i i think like 4 bc is an early date um and some of it too is you can read Luke chapter where we're told he's 30 years old um, in the beginning of Luke. Um, and I believe it is in Luke. I'm just kind of doing it by memory. In Luke chapter 3, it says, Now okay. Jesus himself began his ministry about 30 years of age, uh, the son of Joseph. And when they give the genealogy of Jesus from Luke's gospel, and we also know that there's another way to kind of make that calculation uh, from there. And I think Sir Robert Anderson talks about that um, going back uh, to when he was born. So, um, and his ministry um, that lasted three and a half years, because we know that he went to a Passover in John's Gospel on the first year of his ministry, and then at the end. So he was baptized by John the Baptist. There's a lot of indications there. I can't put all the pieces together just right now, yeah. but you can kind of yeah. do that and put those pieces together. That will help you. Thank you so much. In regards to the Jewish calendar, uh, I believe we are in this 5784. Is that where uh, we're at? Okay. I believe so, yeah, um, but I'm not 100% sure. So will that mean that uh, that those are the years, like uh, maybe from when Adam... Adam was uh, taken out of the Eden. Yeah. Yeah, and they believe about the Old Testament is about 4,000 as you look at the genealogies. And, of course, um, it is, I believe, um, that— 65, Yeah, that Luke chapter 3 goes back to Adam. So if, if you go back to the genealogies and you, you go in the book of Genesis, the Old Testament is about 4,000 years and now the two, mm-hmm. t- New Testament, 2,000 years. So mm-hmm. you can go back with that. A, kind of a general uh, calendar that I I tell people that is good. Abraham was 2,000 years before Christ. Uh, Moses, mm-hmm. about 1,500 years before Christ. And um, and then you get David that was 1,000 years before Christ. The first temple built in about 970 B.C., and then... Uh, the temple being destroyed in 586 BC. So those are major marks that you have in the calendar. So Adam, you know, about six thousand years ago, uh, when he created the heavens and the earth, and Adam. So all these arguments from uh, scientists saying that uh, that man has been around for thousands and thousands and maybe millions of years are inaccurate, yeah. correct? Yeah, and one of the things you might answer is in Genesis that. Take a their resource, and I'll explain a lot better than I can about the old Earth and young Earth, and you know, man had evolved through millions of years and all of this. You know, the first man was Adam six thousand years ago, and the Bible is very clear about that. He created the heavens and the earth in six days, and looking at the creation account. Now, 
there are those who will look at us and say, no, that possibly can't be right, but it is right. That's what the Bible declares. And um, so, Adam, about 4,000 years before Christ was born. Well, the good news is that we go by the Bible. <laughs> we go by the Bible. Amen. But Answers in Genesis, <laughs> they got some good articles on that um, that will explain it. Um, you know, creation science is good science. And we as Christians, we don't need to assassinate our brains um, to try to um, answer these questions. We know the Bible is true. And um, very good articles um, that Answers in Genesis and Ken Ham has. So, hey, blessings. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it, Anthony. God bless you. Thank you. You hear the music. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Call in number. Give me a call during the break. I'll be right back on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you, and so glad to be here and uh, to be able to host the show on Monday and uh, with you on this beautiful day, at least here in Colorado. Uh, This is a beautiful time of the year, fall is, and so you heard those numbers where you can be a part of the program. We've got a couple open lines, so call that open line, um, and let's talk about the things of the Lord uh, we got one open line, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number, and I pray that you're doing well. Uh, last week of uh, October is before us. It's the beginning of another work week. There's a lot going on in the world, and um, and um, there's a lot going on with the war in Israel. Of course, we want to continue to pray. Um, this is a time I want to encourage you to really be looking up um, to not be sleepy uh, spiritually, to, uh, to be watching, to be sober, to be vigilant. We live in a different world, and um, we live in perilous times. We are living in the, the latter days. I really believe that. And I believe that the coming of the Lord is nigh. And we need to be wise and discerning of the days in which we are in, and there's many Christians that are wondering, you know, what is going on? What is, the, you know, going on in the Middle East? What's this going to lead to? Is is um, There's even some that have asked, are we in the tribulation period? We're not in the tribulation period, but there is a prophetic scenario that is before us. And I want to encourage you to have a biblical view, have a good context of what the Bible says about the last days, because it is a great tool for you to be able to minister to others because people of the world are wondering and they're uncertain. And I, I've talked to several that said, um, you know, why is this happening? Why is things unraveling? And we get to tell them that that there's one that sits on the throne, that he's in control. He told us how things were going to uh, be unraveled before us in the last days. But yet there's a hope that is before us. And the church to understand this, that we have a blessed hope. Um, and he's going to be coming for us, the church. We don't know the day or the hour, but I believe that the coming of the Lord is nigh. So um, if you've got any questions on that, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, 
3000 the call in number text line 720-336-0897 let's go to chris in florida hi chris hi pastor jeff how are you i'm good welcome to the program and i appreciate you being patient holding absolutely no problem i just wanted to thank you for under the fig tree and everything you do it's uh it's been a true blessing in my life and um thank you keep up the good work thank you i appreciate the encouragement Absolutely. Um, first off, I just wanted to ask for some prayer for a very good friend of mine. Um, he's newly married. I see God working in his life, and I just want to um, ask for prayer that God continues to open his heart, um, give him eyes to see and ears to hear. And secondly, um, God's been opening and providing for me, and he's been opening doors, and I just want to ask for prayers that he continues to bless my ventures and um that I just stay within his will. Absolutely. And, you know, the Lord will honor that. And as you were talking, Chris, the verse that popped into my mind is in Revelation chapter 3, that as he was writing a letter, Jesus, to the church of Philadelphia, they were the faithful church. And he says, I've set an open door before you. And behold, I open doors that no man can shut, and I shut doors that no man can open. And you, you were saying for open doors, and, and he's the one that opens those doors. And um, and as he opens those doors, that you can go through and be blessed. But we also know he closes doors. And when he closes doors for our very best, and he wants to work good, and he, you know, and we can just trust him and how he's working in our lives. But Father, I do pray. I pray for my friend. I pray that you would um, just bless his his ventures, his doors open up, um, that he would go through those open doors. He recognizes that, Lord, you're the one that does it, that you open doors, and, and Lord, you close his door, but as you open the doors, that, that he gives you the honor and the glory, and Lord, that you would just help him to be in that place where he keeps looking to you and being thankful to you, and Lord, um, that you would continue to bless him. And Lord, for his friend that's newly married, uh, you know the circumstance, you know who he is, that you would open up his eyes and open up his ears to you. And Lord, we know that it's an awesome responsibility, the role that a man has in being married. And Lord, I just pray that you would minister these truths and help Chris to minister to him and to help him and to to help him see that, uh, Lord, he needs you to be the man that God has called him to be, uh, to husband, uh, to his wife. And so, Lord, I pray you give Chris the opportunity to continue to minister to him and speak truth into his life, soften his heart, indeed open his ears and his eyes to you and to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. You bet, Chris. God bless you. God bless you as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, we need the Lord so much, you know, when when we give our heart to the one, to the Father who loves us so much, when we give our heart to him, always know this, that then you will be able to be the man, the woman, the husband, the wife, the father, um, the mother, the, the grandfather, whatever state that you might be in, the grandmother, when you give your heart to him, then you will be able to be the man or woman that God wants you to be.
But give your heart to him in every way, every day, every area of your life, and let him work in you and guide you and direct you. Um, he wants to just do awesome things, the work of the Spirit in your life. And he, he just wants to enable you to be able to love others around you and to minister to them and, and to do well as you trust in him and look to him as you walk with him. So just some encouragement for you. Let's go to Sheila in Atlantic City. Sheila? Cheryl? Cheryl? My name's Cheryl. How are you? Thanks for calling. Hi. <laughs> yeah. What do you got for me? You're... Oh, I, I I thought you already knew. Um, I want to know if, uh, this sounds strange, but are smokers excluded from the kingdom of heaven just because they smoke cigarettes? No. No. It, it, it Just because you smoke cigarettes, it may not be healthy for you. It may get you to heaven quicker, but it doesn't exclude you from heaven. What excludes you from heaven is when you reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you have faith in him, that's what saves you. And I want you to to be assured of that. I want you to know that as you come to Jesus and say that I need to be forgiven, you hung on the cross for me, you're the Son of God, I believe that, you rose from the grave, I call upon you, Lord. That's what faith brings salvation. So have you done that? Yes. Yeah. So, Cheryl, you know, you're safe. So smoking cigarettes, you know, isn't going to exclude you um, from from heaven. It's not in what we do. It's in what he did for you on Calvary's cross. Now, if you want to quit smoking, you know, that's the decision you have to make. You can call out on him and ask for help. And um, and the Lord is there to help you in those areas, those needs that you may have. And, you know, and you can do that and you can pray for that. Uh, but it doesn't exclude you from heaven. Yeah, I'd like to uh, do that. You'd like prayer for that? I'd like, to quit. I'd like yeah. yeah. And you know what? You're going to feel better. And I, I know it's hard. It's hard for, you know, the nicotine and t- tobacco and it's very hard. But... We're going to ask for God to help you in that. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I just pray that you would help her. Um, I pray that you would um, help her to quit smoking. And, Lord, that she would just have the assurance that smoking doesn't exclude her from heaven. But, Lord, that you're obviously putting it on her heart to quit. So give her just the power to do it and help her to do it. And it's very, very difficult. Um, But, Lord nothing's too difficult for you. And I pray that you would just help her to, to to quit where she feel better and be healthier. And Lord, I just pray that you would uh, help her in this thing that um, is on her heart and on her mind right now. So Lord, just bring this freedom from her, from cigarettes and from nicotine. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Cheryl. Keep praying, okay? Hey, God bless you. You bet, absolutely. You know, um, it's good to hear from Atlantic City, New Jersey. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to Bill Lukerman. He was showing us the antenna they were putting up in Atlantic City. So I want to welcome all you guys from Atlantic City. They're listening now as Hope FM expands. Um, So great to get a call. And so 
Um, love to hear from you guys from Atlantic City as well. So uh, it's a blessing that you get to be a part of Calvary Live and our Calvary Live family. Two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. If you want to text in a question or a prayer request, uh, let's go to Lydia in Berthet. Or is it Linda? Linda. <laughs> Linda, sorry, I read it wrong. So how are okay, you? Okay, <laughs> it's all right. My eyes, my eyes are getting worse. <laughs> I need to get a bigger screen is what I need. So. <laughs> um, first, I want to thank you, Pastor Figs. I, I really enjoy listening to you. I could have the thank worst you. day, and I love your soft-spoken voice, your calmness. It always makes me feel better, no matter how hard things get. So I appreciate well, thank you. you. Thank you thank and your thank preachings. You. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. It's a privilege. Um, I'm calling because I also, my family uh, watches Rabbi Greg mm-hmm. in uh, Macon, Georgia, and he's going through some health issues right now. They're trying to figure out what's going on with him. Um, they're not knowing the doctors are, you know, trying to figure out what's happening. So I just want, you know, just to pray for him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because, Loved. I mean... Yeah. Obviously that... Um, you know, um, we're here to pray um, and intercede. And Father, we do for Rabbi Greg. We just pray for him. And Lord, I just pray that you'd be with the doctors um, to help them figure out what's going on with his health issues. But Lord, you know what's going on. You're the great physician. So I pray that you would bring healing, that you would touch his body, that Lord, that you would um, make every bit of his body healthy from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. And, Lord, I just pray that um, you would just show your mercy and compassion to him. And, Lord, I just pray that you would do that work in him as he's lifted up in prayer. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor You're welcome, Fig. Linda. Call anytime. I appreciate your encouragement. I, I do, and I appreciate you and bless you and your family and your ministry. Thank you so Thank much. You. you bet. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We got open lines, I believe. Did I get everybody? Let me see. Nope. Yep. I think we got all open lines right now. So grab it. You got about 15 minutes left. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Text line 720-336-0897. You know, beginning of the show pretty much went to the, to the phone lines. But I did want to read to you from the book of Habakkuk, uh, that Old Testament book that's only three chapters long. We're going to finish, Lord willing, Habakkuk this Sunday, um, just going through this book because the Lord put it on my heart this summer to go through it. And I was planning on just doing a short study in it and then leaving for Israel. Uh, We were supposed to leave last week for Israel uh, tour. We had 50 people, uh, a full bus that was going to go and had planned for a year this trip and, and many you know, invested in it, and we're looking forward to it. Had waited years to go, and it, it was disappointing, uh, obviously. And there are many others that uh, were planning to go to Israel that uh, had to cancel and have this week. Um, so, um, you know, Habakkuk was put on my heart, and I think the Lord did that because the prophet in chapter 1, he's really wondering 
about things that are going on around what's happening to Judah. Lord, um, and then at the end of the chapter, he's wrestling because the Lord said, I am working. Uh, Habakkuk said, why aren't you working? The Lord said, I'm doing a work uh, in your day, and I'm going to use the Chaldeans to bring judgment. So at the end of the chapter, he's really wrestling. Chapter 2, he says, I'm going to set a watch. I'm going to stand my watch and set myself in the on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me, and I will answer when I am corrected. So he gets into his rampart, his tower, and he's waiting on the Lord. And here's something, always please remember, Christian, that when you're in a place of wondering and wrestling, um, Lord, why aren't you working? Or Lord, why aren't you working in this way or this timing? Don't you see? Don't you know what's happening? Maybe it's the things going on in the world around us or whatever might be happening to you personally, that when you're wondering and wrestling, always be waiting and watching. Go to that place. And he said, I will wait to see what the Lord will answer. And then in chapter 3, he's worshiping. And even though it's going to be difficult, he's worshiping the Lord. He's trusting the Lord. He's rejoicing in the Lord. And there's a hymn of faith that I want to remind you of as we see these things going on. And and then we'll get to the phone line, uh, 303-690-3000, if you want to give a quick call and and uh, get on the air. But um, he writes something, a hymn of faith, and I want to encourage you with it. And the prophet writes in chapter 3 of Habakkuk, verse 17, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, the fields yield no food, uh, through the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. And here the, the prophet is saying, even though uh, things aren't turning out, there's no figs, there's no uh, fruit, there's uh, no olives, uh, no food, no hurt in the stalls, but I'm going to rejoice in you. And we can always rejoice in the Lord, even as Paul, in his difficult circumstances, not knowing what was going to happen to him when he was in prison, said rejoice in the Lord. We can rejoice in him. We are blessed as Christians. And we see these things going on. We don't rejoice in the circumstances. Uh, we don't rejoice in war, but we can rejoice in the Lord, knowing that he has a plan. And these things are coming to pass. Uh, that phrase that you see, uh, over 20 times in the Old Testament, behold, the days are coming. And I believe nearly 60 times in the Old Testament, it shall come to pass. And uh, and his promises are true. And uh, he's going to come for his church, and he's going to come back and establish his kingdom. So we got a wonderful future. Hey, let's go to, to Jacob in Texas. Hi, Jacob. How you doing, Pastor? Thank Good, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for calling. I'm Go ahead. doing good, doing good. I, I'm actually driving. Uh, Be careful. And, um, I am. Uh, no, no, I got a. Uh, I got the Bluetooth on. And, um, okay, good. I was just scrolling, scrolling, you know, just just speaking on the radio, and I, re- I ran into your your show program. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, um, us Christians, uh, should we celebrate Halloween? Well, that that word celebrate, you know, Halloween has a lot to do with, um, you know, ghosts and goblins. And and the Bible's very clear as a Christian that we shouldn't celebrate evil. You know, we're not to celebrate death and, and, you know, ghosts and all those other things. 
So as a Christian, for me, I can't celebrate Halloween. Um, I can't celebrate darkness. I can't celebrate evil. We're told to stay away from those things. Um, the question sometimes pe- people ask is, you know, can we? Um, can I dress my five-year-old up and go get candy? Um, can I dress him up as a cowboy or whatever? That's something that you got to make a decision on. There are churches that will have alternatives like a harvest gathering. They don't call it a Halloween celebration. Um, that they want to bring light on that day. But when it comes to celebrating Halloween, um, the Christian is not called to celebrate darkness, and we're not called to celebrate those things associated with Halloween. And I think the Bible's pretty clear on that. Exactly. Um, but uh, like you said, uh, Pastor, even if, if uh, churches are doing this you know, trunk, or, trunk or treat, is what they call mm. some of them, or, or harvest, yeah. or whatever. Dress up as cowboys, or you know, not not as a ghost, as a goblin, or a demon, or whatever. But, but it's still, in a way, you're, you're kind of. I mean, that's what you're doing, isn't it? Well, yeah, no, and that's 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 something that you got to decide. To me, to me, I don't have a problem with the church doing that. Because I go to, if they want to to, to bring light, if they want to have a harvest gathering, um, you know, Paul would write in the book of Romans that one man esteems one day above another. Uh, one man esteems every day alike. You'd be convinced in your own mind. Um, and he observes the day, observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He, and so Paul's talking about this liberty that we have. And if churches want to do an outreach where they are, you know, bringing a safe place for kids that they can hear the gospel or, you know, it's a place where light is presented and evil isn't celebrated, you know, that's something that you got to decide with you and your kids whether you do it. For us personally, at Calvary Chapel Greeley, um, what we do, we just got done with the fall festival. We do it earlier in October. We do it where the kids come, they get candy, they they uh, do jumpy games, they do all kinds of things. Because up in Colorado, first of all, the weather can be, winter can come any time now. Uh, matter of fact, we're looking at maybe some snow on Sunday. Um, but the other thing is, I just, for me personally, my conviction, I just like to stay away from that. I just like to stay away from those that thing on that date. Uh, but I'm not going to judge churches that do it. If they want to do it, they feel like that's what the Lord is leading them to do. But I have my certain convictions that we go with as um, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and not all churches are, and I'm not going to, you know, question them or their faith or, you know, um, their dedication to the Lord. Uh, I have my convictions. That's something that you got to, as anybody else, got to make a decision on, you know, whether you, you want to be a part of that or not. Okay. Well, uh, that helps a lot, uh, yeah. Pastor. And uh, I mean, as, as for me, I'll say no. I don't mm-hmm. want to be part of it, just like you said. Um, but I, I mean, I don't want to judge yeah. does it. I just, I just, for me, it's wrong. That's like, it's just a no. Yeah. But just like you said, I mean, I can't. I yeah. can't be judging church. No, and I. And I wouldn't be turning it into that at all, but 
You know, people have their certain convictions. I have my convictions. But we do know this, that we're not to celebrate Halloween and what's associated with Halloween. Okay. Hey, Jacob. Drive safe, okay? Hey, thanks for calling. Thank you. God bless you. You bet. Let's go to Brent in Denver. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Man, it's just a beautiful day. Loving the weather. Hey, on ten, just 10 seconds on Halloween, I heard an interview with a former witch or whatever you call a male Wiccan or whatever they call him. He said, what? when you decorate your house and you put all that stuff up, he says, you have opened the door to demonic spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? So. It's one of the most celebrated holidays right now. I think next to Christmas is the most celebrated holiday and people really get into it. But, you know, we as Christians, we don't want to celebrate darkness. Amen. Hey, did you see my question? Uh, Amos chapter 1, verse 6-7? Yeah, it mentions God's, and I heard one interpretation. Of what I'm wondering is, is that a dual fulfillment prophecy? When was that fulfilled the first time? And it refers to Gaza, um, but the Gaza's not in walled. Evidently, since it talks about Gaza being behind their walls or there's walls, I think it's talking about a city. So was that prophecy, is it a dual fulfillment prophecy? And if it was already fulfilled one time, when was it fulfilled? Well, yeah, that's a good question. It, it is talking about Gaza. It was and. We have Gaza today, but Gaza was back in the Old Testament. It was the city of the Philistines. And so this prophecy, I believe, that um, that they came against God's people to deliver them up to Edom. Um, and um, we know that um, God promised to bring judgment against Gaza and other cities of the Philistines, Astad, Ascalon, Ekron. Uh, I believe that is mentioned there. So um, I... I believe as Amos was speaking, um, wasn't he speaking to the nation of Israel, wasn't he? And um, and he gives these proclamations to others. So uh, I would look at it as something that was fulfilled, and I am looking at some notes very, very quickly on that. So Because yeah. he goes on to say, judgment on Tyre, city of Lebanon. Um, that those, happened already, yeah. Yeah, judgment on Edom. It's kind of similar to those proclamations that you see in the book of Isaiah and the book of uh, of um, Jeremiah as well as he brought uh, proclamations. And Amos was, I'm thinking of the timeline that he was around um, because I've kind of been looking at some of this and, and looking at Amos. He does give prophecy for the future, and the last of Amos speaks about how Israel will come into the land. And um, but Amos is prophesying during the time that Israel is booming, um, and you know um, they're doing well externally, um, economically, but they were very very sinful. So he gives these judgment of the nations, and then he begins to give these judgments to some of the nations around um, Israel and Judah as well. He gave a judgment against Judah, I believe, in the following chapters. Mm-hmm. But in the end, he does talk about, um, I think, a very important prophecy um, that, and and I'm going to do a series in January on that day I'll raise up, Behold, the Days Are Coming, and and that's the name of the series, where Israel will come back into the land, 
And he says, I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled up for the land that I've given them, says the Lord your God. So I believe that that is speaking of when they come back from the nations, when they begin to, um, I'll bring them back to the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. That's what they've been doing. Very similar to what Ezekiel chapter 37 says. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them, and I will plant them in their land. They'll never be plucked out. So I believe that is a few, that is speaking of today, that coming back into yeah, the land. So It also says they live in their unwalled cities. One thing I want to just throw in real quick, you may think fascinating, and that is uh, I, think, I kind of thought of a way that the Dome of the Rock, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, can be destroyed. And the mm-hmm. temple can be rebuilt right there. And that is, you might see what you see um, happening in Gaza where the people are human shields. You actually might see what they did to the hospital. They did themselves, but they blamed on Israel. Israel, imagine yeah. if um, Iran yeah. and Hezbollah yeah. destroyed the dome on the rock. Yeah, and, you know, that's all speculations and stuff. There's all kinds of things. But we do know that the temple will be rebuilt. It'll be in the tribulation period. So good question, Brent. Appreciate it. We're about ready to go off the air. Thank you, everybody. That is called um, always look at Scripture, look at the context of Scripture. There can be, you know, a lot of things and information out there. Uh, But keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on what God's Word has to say. And, you know, very significant what's going on in Israel today. We want to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. and, um, And we want to be able to use it as a way to just minister to people because people are wondering. So I'm going to be back tomorrow. If you got any questions, come back to Calvary Life same time tomorrow. I'll be happy to answer your questions. But in the meantime, keep praying, keep reading your Bibles, and hope that you'll be able to join us tomorrow, same time here on Calvary Life. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.